This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1275. Can you contradict yourself on IELTS speaking? Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. What if you change your mind in the middle of a speaking part three answer? Will it hurt your score? Today, we'll answer this listener question and share high level phrases to use when you change your mind on IELTS. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? I'm great. How are you, Jessica? I am wonderful. You know, actually, I am wonderful, but... Uh, okay, I'm trying to think of a contradiction because that's our topic today is contradictions, guys. But here's the great thing. I couldn't contradict myself because I do feel wonderful. you are so happy. You're like, I would have to lie to change my mind. That Yes, we got this really good question about changing your mind on IELTS speaking. Such a good question. And I love that was really funny watching you try to like change your mind and reverse it. Like, nope, can't do it. I'm really happy. <laughs> you know what? Like usually I could come up with weird examples and make stuff up so easily. And I don't know why my brain just froze right there. And I was just like, I feel great. There's nothing else going on. So, okay, let's get into this question. Aubrey, can you read the student question, please? Yes, this was Maftuna Gulimova's question. And they said, I have a burning question. What if I contradict myself and can't provide enough support for my answers? This is really interesting to think about contradicting yourself if you provide one answer and then change your mind and contradict something. Hmm, will your score go down? Oh, let's talk about it. Yeah, there's actually, I mean, we should really address, like, there's two totally different questions in here, right? So just contradicting yourself in part three, that doesn't hurt your score. It just depends on how you do it. I mean, um, speaking is spontaneous and you can change your mind while you are talking. I know sometimes like I'll start explaining something and I will realize while I'm talking <laughs> that what I'm saying is wrong and I need to contradict myself. Like, that's fine. That's just communication. Exactly. Yes, I do that all the time. Native speakers do that all the time because sometimes we do sort of speak without thinking, especially the types of things that come up in part three, right. where it is, you know, they are questions that you might need to think about to decide to determine your opinion or the best solution for something. So that very likely could happen where you start totally. answering and realize, actually, I feel really strongly the other way. And I want to say so. Can I say yeah. so without my score going down? And the answer is yes. So that's yes. good. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so 
with the part three questions, like you said, Aubrey, some of them are really hard and you're not given any time to think like you can't take notes like in speaking mm -hmm. part two. You can't hesitate. You can't pause. You can't have silences. You just have to start talking. So I think the likelihood of you just picking a side and like going for it and then realizing, wait, that's not my opinion. Like the likelihood of doing that in part three is quite high because some of these questions are difficult and weird and you'll have never thought about them before. So you're going to be forming your opinion while you're talking. Um, and that's fluency. Being able to narrate these thoughts out loud, that is fluency. Exactly. So we are going to give you guys two really good phrases to do this in a very fluent way. What should you say if you realize I want to change my mind? There are some great things you can say that have high level vocabulary. And then we're going to share a couple of sample answers where we give you an example of these in a part three answer. Um, but before we get to those two vocabulary phrases, though, I want to address the other part of the question, not providing enough support for the answers that will hurt your score, not just in part three for every part of the speaking test. Right. Um, you have to give specific support. You got you got to give reasons and details for whatever you're saying, <laughs> even if it's a weird opinion and you're going to contradict it. You have to give support either way. Yeah, that's a really good point, right? <laughs> if you're not giving enough support, that means either your answer is too short or you're just repeating yourself and not providing a lot of details, a lot of support. Both of those are going to affect your fluency score. So definitely provide details, tell a story. You have to give, you have to give the examiner something in order to yeah. get the vocabulary score as well. You have to totally some good details. Okay, so exactly. here are our phrases. First one, if you change your mind, if you've said something and realize, you know what, actually, I really don't agree with that. You can say... <laughs> Actually, I take that back now that I think about it and That's then great. share the opposing opinion, right? So to That's take so it back means I'm changing my mind. I want to say something else. And it's very idiomatic. You're not literally taking anything back. You're taking your words back, right? Very metaphoric. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's such a good phrase, guys. Write that down word for word. And then the second phrase, you know, now that I've said that, I can't help but feel like... I'm wrong. Yes. <laughs> um, and like, <clears throat> there's something inherently vulnerable mm. in recognizing that you've made a mistake that is so natural, that is so much a part of natural communication that even though that's not like in the scoring system, like student can say they're wrong. Like that's not what you're scored on, but the ability to communicate that is high level. And that yes. shows a great fluency. Exactly right. A lot of us, that's not our first nature to admit we did something wrong. Right? So you yeah. may not have thought to practice saying that in English, right? So we get this question a lot, like, can I admit I was wrong or I admit I didn't know something? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But have you practiced saying that? Do you have right. phrases to be able to do that in a natural way? Yeah. Or are you to realize like, oh, I've never done this in English before. So it's totally. definitely something you need to practice. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, um, okay. Let's do our best here, guys. Um, Aubrey and I have not pre-planned anything. We are trying to spontaneously communicate just like you have to do on the exam. Um, but we want to demonstrate how to use these phrases. So, okay. I haven't even read them yet. So ask me oh, one before I read them. 
Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask you first. All right. Okay. What are some traditional foods people eat in your country? Oh, maybe hamburgers and French fries. Everybody eats those all the time. Actually, though, I take that back. Now that I think about it, I wouldn't consider those traditional foods. I think of Thanksgiving dinner, really, when I think of a tradition, a holiday, the turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce and candied yams, which is very different depending on where you are in the States. Down south, you'd have like sweet potato pie. And that's really probably a better answer. That was so good. All right. So um, two things that I want to teach our listeners from what you just said. One is to remember to slow down when you are using these amazing phrases. Don't rush through this, right? Give, give these amazing phrases room to breathe, room to impress the examiner. So it's... It, it, it's not like Aubrey said, actually, I take that back now. You know, like, no, that's not how we talk because you're thinking at the same time. So it's natural to slow down, right? Actually, I take that back. Like, that was so good. And then I would love for you guys to go back and listen to Aubrey's answer again. The way that you emphasize the, the word stress in those details, right? So good. So we're, we're highlighting all of these specific words like turkey and stuffing and candied yams. Like they were all like so strong. Um, the examiner would love the stress on these great vocabulary words. Right. Like there was an exclamation point after each yeah, one. Totally. Yeah. That's such a good point, though, with this really is great advice for every filler phrase. And these are really like filler phrases. If you realize you really don't agree with what you said, either it's not quite answering the question or you just are changing your mind. That's not your opinion. You still might need a second to think about what is my actual opinion. And if yeah. you've practiced these two phrases and you've practiced them saying them a little slowly with great em emphasis, you're giving yourself time to think, what do I actually think? What do I actually right? want to say? Yeah. <laughs> you could, All right. You ready for you? <laughs> I just want to say like, even if that's what you're going through in your head, you could say that you could be like, actually, you know, um, now that I think about it, I'm, I'm honestly not sure if I have a strong opinion on this. Um, like you could just say that too. Yeah, <laughs> right. You should be like, it. man, you know, I'm from the United States. What's a traditional food? It's such a melting <laughs> pot. I don't <laughs> even know, right? Just narrate your thoughts. You're saying something <laughs> totally. and that's good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, let's do the second one. All right, Jessica, here's your question. How are the eating habits now in your country different from eating habits in the past? <laughs> um, this is a hilarious question because right before I walked into this, uh, exam today, I was looking on my Instagram and there was a, um, there was a, a video of someone talking about food from the nineties and they were being like, I miss food from the nineties when nobody knew the word kale and something, something. So anyway, my point is that eating habits today are a lot healthier than they used to be. I mean, people are eating kale and drinking kombucha, you know, all this organic whatnot. Um, <laughs> you know, now that I've said that, I can't help but feel like that is completely wrong because I know plenty of people that are eating just as much junk food as they did in the past. So. I guess I would like to say they're different, but they're not. 
Nice. Oh, such a good example. And go back and listen, guys, to the way Jessica began that answer. Because when you really are comfortable in the IELTS speaking exam, this is likely going to happen that you'll say something like, that's funny. I was just thinking about this because you're going to be able to draw in what you did that morning what you right? did just before the exam. Like there will be things that are relevant and appropriate for these answers that you you won't be thinking about saying those things if you're very stressed out and nervous and thinking yeah. of, you know what I mean? Like, but if you can relax, then all of that is going to come pretty naturally to your mind and make your answer so interesting and full of such great details. And it just speaks to toward, uh, it speaks to our advice that we often give of like, immersing yourself in English in creative ways. So flooding your Instagram feed with English by following, you know, English only content. Like there's so many ways that you can get extra English into your life that can ultimately help you on the exam. And not only that, like just as a final note here for everything that we've taught you guys today, this isn't just for the exam. Being able to to think on your feet, being able to be spontaneous and communicate vulnerable um, admissions of fault or wrong words, whatever, being able to do that, that is essential to connecting with people as well in real life, right? Like it helps yeah. you connect to the examiner, like we said, like that's huge. That's good for your score. But also just these skills in real life are necessary. Yes, absolutely. That's such a good point. And just for building vocabulary, I don't know how to say kale in Spanish or French <laughs> because I don't follow a lot of, I don't know, food bloggers or, you know, that's there's so just funny. a lot of vocabulary that I would be getting if yeah. I, yeah. So that's such good advice to not only for the exam, but just for, you know, communicating in your daily life to be ex just exposing yourself to as much interesting English as possible. Yep. Awesome. Okay. All right, Aubrey. Thank you so much for diving into this today. And uh, I'll, how about we do this tomorrow? Yeah, maybe yeah? tomorrow. Same time, same place. <laughs> All right, awesome. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Bye. everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.